0: You're listening to Be On the Bike with Big Lou. And now a few words from our advertisers. Welcome to Sismontane Brewing Company. We are located at 1409 East Warner, Suite 6, Santa Ana, California 92705. We are open on Monday through Thursday from 3 to 9, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 9, and Sunday from 12 to 6. We have 15 beers on tap with rotating seasonal options. We also have a cask night and taco Tuesday every Tuesday from three to nine. And we also feature vinyl Sundays where you can come and choose your own record and we play your music for you. We'll see you soon Santa Ana, cheers.
1: Right, guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bike. Tonight, special guest is Charles Grace. What's up, Charles? Hey, hey, man. How are you doing? Pretty good, brother. All right, so this is this was uh, uh, Tim Hardwick. This is one of your buddies, right? That uh, We just played right on the intro?
2: Yeah, yeah. His name is uh, Tim Hardwick. He's a buddy of mine from uh, South Carolina. Um, he is currently based out of a city called Conway just outside of Myrtle Beach, uh, and he and I Used to play shows together, and we also attended the same university. So, uh, Coastal Carolina University in South Carolina. There. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, I mean Charles. Charles been been on the radio, uh, been on the show before, so we're bringing him back. Uh, he now he's back in Orange. Well, he's in Orange County now, from uh, Coachella Valley, right? Yep. You were living there for a little while.
2: Yeah, I was in I was in Indio for a bit. Okay. Uh, I spent one summer there and decided that I was good. <laughs> the heat's good yeah, yeah i'm
1: yeah. good we, we got enough heat yeah. uh but in that time frame i mean you hooked up with with lance and david from blackwater gospel mm-hmm. and then uh i guess that you know the um a lot of artists out there man
2: yeah yeah oh yeah yeah lance david and then uh i'd say the top three guys that i really connected with um were uh other than lance and david the other one was a guy named yvonne trey yvonne trey yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. you know yvonne so um all those guys are just really, really helpful. Just kind of welcoming me into just California. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was where this probably was first. So they hooked me up with a lot of my first gigs out there in the desert, and just uh, you know made me feel at home real quick. So
1: it, it's a trip, dude. That um, you know, you know, especially nowadays, a lot of these artists are like, "Hey, man, you know, every, everyone for themselves, dude." Like you, you get to to Hollywood or LA, and everybody's kind of yeah. scrambles. It's yeah. like, "Hey, man, whatever, dude. You know, see you later, bye." But uh, you know. You you got you got pretty you know you got pretty blessed there with with these guys yeah kind of taking you in and kind of showing you around and, mm-hmm. and being helpful and and kind of what what a community should be you know what I mean like reaching out helping out and uh, kind of guiding you in, in the right direction right
2: oh yeah yeah absolutely man like I, I I'd heard about that before I moved here um I I know everybody kind of had their own perception but I definitely feel like I got I met all the right people at the right time especially mm-hmm. you know, big, big shout out to my buddy Lance and and David and. Yvonne. Actually, I was just playing a wedding out in that area uh, this past weekend. and I got to see all of them. I got to nice. Got to go here. Lance, or excuse me. Um, David and Yvonne were doing a gig in La Quinta. Okay. And uh, I went and had uh, dinner with Lance before I left. So
1: nice. <laughs> now, those, I mean, you were you were down here last year because I remember going to the. Um, can't remember what what the restaurant was, but uh, Lance was there. David Yvonne Trey. That's where I met him. And then you were there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, down I think here that was a
2: port in Corona del Mar. Port, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. port.
1: Yeah, you guys were there. What uh, for the summer, right?
2: Yeah, I think we had a summer residency there on like Sunday evenings for a little bit. Yeah
1: I, yeah, I I went there a couple times. That was a good time. It's a it's totally like a yeah like a Middle Eastern vibe because you you kind of walk in it's that's all enclosed and then you, you get to the, like little right. patio areas like wide open and right. food's good you know obviously the the vibe was really good there you guys were playing and uh, um you know it just makes it worth it to, to go down there and you know experience something different
2: yeah absolutely man it was a great vibe i love i love this area um it's definitely um it definitely feels like where i belong you know i just kind of i don't know if i in a lot of ways i kind of feel like i took a gap year <laughs> okay <laughs> just kind of exploring a little bit in the desert and i don't regret it i just uh just knew that's not where i wanted to settle if that right. makes any sense so
1: so any changes any anything new i mean what yeah. what have you experienced what have you encountered you know, now you're, you, you've are you been out here for, what, two years now, right? Out here in uh, in Kelly?
2: Back in California for a year, actually. Okay, yeah, a year ago this time. Okay. So uh, just, just a little perspective. Um, yeah, give us uh, a little recap. Yeah, so a little recap. I You know, I, I moved out. I drove across country in about four and a half days. Uh, but all,
3: all by myself. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I did a little bit of, you know, sightseeing along the way. Uh, you know, I got to see where Elvis was born and uh, – Checked out a pro wrestling museum in Wichita Falls, Texas. I saw Cadillac Ranch in Amarillo, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, hung out in Old Town Albuquerque on Good Friday, and then I was in L.A. on Easter. So, uh, literally coming up right around this season, a year ago today. Um, this time last year, I was at that songwriting retreat that we were talking about. This mm-hmm. woman, a uh, woman named Judy Stakey who puts on retreats. Um, in t- different parts of the country, she does them in Tennessee, and New York, and California. Um, so, yeah, it, the the cool thing is, is, a year later, having gone to that retreat, like I still, I'm still connected with these people. Um, that's I, awesome. Last time I was on your show, we were promoting that um, gig at the House of Blues in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. All the artists at that gig, uh, Tara King, Tavia, um, they were from the retreat. Uh, so you know, I'm still connected with a lot of those people. We still that's awesome. it Get up, so yeah. So, I mean,
1: ups and downs as an artist, you know, especially in in uh, one of the highest uh, tax states in, in in all the U.S. <laughs> and expensive, you know. What I mean, I think apart from like New York or something. Yeah, so, it, it, you know, it's like it's like a starving artist almost in a, in a way, right?
2: right? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I <laughs> I said that as like I guess I I was going uh, kind of against the traffic when I came when I moved here. I guess everybody was. Uh, leaving. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm coming and people ask me why I'm moving here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, it, I'm I'm learning. It definitely uh changes as far as uh like income and uh just kind of learning all the ways of, you know, some areas the whole eco-friendly, you know, there you know, you don't get a bag unless you pay for it at the grocery store. There no, no plastic straws. No plastic
1: uh, straws. Yeah,
2: and and I'm not knocking that. I I'm, I'm totally down for being good to the planet. Um, I'm not putting anybody down for that but uh, there's just a lot of changes like the the smog check wasn't a thing in south carolina mm-hmm. for example um
1: but we still have a lot of smog here in in in, in l.a man <laughs> yeah, so yeah yeah i mean <laughs> we we gotta we got find some other solutions to to the smog and the pollution because yeah. uh we still have it you
2: know? <laughs> yeah yeah you, you could probably see a good uh a good view of that looking down from like big bar big bear mountain or um like arrowhead you know yeah
1: exactly <laughs> uh okay so um, you got some? You got some new music? What do you got going on right now?
2: Yeah. So right now, uh, I am currently in the process of recording a new record uh, with my good friends uh, Matt Margallo and Sean Day. They they've got a a studio under the name The Sonic Riders. Um, so we've been working together since December, um, and as of right now, we've just kind of demoed out some vocals and guitar tracks and right now we're kind of building the arrangements you know what do, what okay. are the songs excuse me what do the songs look like beyond just my voice and and you know what i'm doing live so mm-hmm. uh that's kind of where we're right now just arranging building the tracks uh, producing them and then maybe uh bringing in not maybe definitely want to bring in some guest uh musicians singers things like that just okay spice it up a little bit
1: right on so um how did uh, so What's your what's your like lineup? What's your library look like right now with your music currently?
2: Yeah, uh so uh not just saying this to plug it but uh the the artist that we were listening to at the top of the show his name is uh Tim Hardwick. He's yeah. a a good friend of mine from South Carolina. Um I've been listening a lot to his EP It's called uh Ghosts. Really really like his stuff. Um I I've actually I've been begging him to put that out for like 9 years. Really? Um yeah. He he's two. he's
1: had it like kind of like st- Stored away for nine uh, years he's
2: just been playing and writing and collaborating and he's kind of he's been uh just such a an integral contributor to so many other people's projects including mm-hmm. my own he, he actually uh he recorded on one of my albums uh previously he recorded bass guitar keyboards organ mandolin did some harmonies I mean, he, he's just one of those just utility guys. He's wow. so valuable. So. That's a. Uh,
1: I mean, that's that's talent right there, dude. I mean, to to be able to play all these instruments.
2: Yeah, and not just like <laughs> not just mediocre. I mean, like it's in a in a loving way. It's kind of like frustrating. Like you love to hate it because he's so he's just so freaking talented. So as soon as he released that record, um, I just texted him like, dude. First of all, I love you. I hate you. And man, this sounds great. You know. Like <laughs> so Tim, uh, let's see. Are people that I don't know. Um, there's a band called Valley Heart that I just discovered from Boston, I believe. Okay. A recommendation. They're super. Uh, I would say, for fans of Manchester Orchestra, kind of in that, in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on a completely different end of the spectrum, um, I've been listening to uh, an art, kind of a neo soul artist. Uh, actually, one that David turned me on to, David Morales. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Nao, N A O. She's out of. Um, She's out of England, actually. She okay. just released a new record a couple months ago called Saturn. Um, my favorite song of hers is called Bad Blood. That's off her, uh, I think, her first full length.
1: Ba- oh, okay. Yeah, it's right here.
2: Yeah, Bad Blood is like, <laughs> that. that's my jam right there. What, what are the... Yeah, that's it. Just wait for this to drop, bro.
3: you a holiday A glass of ocean slipping down my front and landing on my hopes and dreaming. Off the maps, no hidden grits and fleeing.
1: She's got a pretty good pretty good voice
3: now. Like yeah, wait for this. Lying on my back, seeing clouds and rail, drinking lime and bitter from my lemonade. White horses every time won't do.
1: Wow.
2: Pretty good, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 Neo. Wow. That's the stuff I wish I was cool enough to write and perform. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it, but it just takes, you know, uh, just you got to grind, right? I mean, yeah. So, yeah. um, um, we kind of before the show started, you know, we talked about your, you know, can your your day to day gig, and uh-huh. uh, so which re- kind of frees you up to do writing, and then you know you have gigs, right? I mean,
2: yeah, yeah. So I just I do, uh, just. I do like marketing and hospitality for a restaurant during the day right now, and then um, it's the really cool thing is that like I'm able to perform and write and uh, co-write. Last night, um, I met up with another one of my friends. And we did we did a photo shoot in San Juan Capistrano. Okay. Um, another songwriter friend of mine. His name is um, Guillermo Otero. He's originally from Cancun, but he lives in Dana Point now.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. Nice. So. Um how are you how how are you surviving out here in Cali, man? I mean, you know, <laughs> seriously, dude. I mean, it, it's got to be tough, right? You yeah, know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I kind of want to like, really get into that yeah, yeah, because no, as an artist, it's
2: uh, it's it's just a lot of. I I, I would be absolutely remiss to say, uh, or not not to mention my um, the family that I do have out here has been super helpful. There's no way I would have been able to do it without them for mm-hmm. sure. Just as far, just the initial transition, kind of like you're mentioning, yeah. Even just kind of getting off the ground you know what i'm saying just getting all your uh license your registration you know just kind of getting your basic like i'm a legal california resident stuff <laughs> you know what i'm saying like right it does it does it's a pretty hefty investment just becoming a, a resident in the state here right um, right so yeah it's just uh my family really helped me just kind of get off the the past there um just kind of help me ease into it so mm-hmm. yeah definitely um not not ashamed and uh super want to you know Humble brag on the fam there for a minute. But. Awesome.
1: So, um, like, you're available for bookings. I mean, what? I mean, like, when people reach out to you, are you like playing the cover cover music, or are you you, you playing some of your original music? Um,
2: you know, I try. I try um, one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got was uh, within reason. Um, just, I try to put myself in the in the position to be able to say yes as much as possible, as as, as within reason as long as it doesn't, you know, compromise anything that, mm-hmm. you know, puts me in a weird spot. Um, I just, I try to put myself in a position to say yes to as much as I can. Uh, so like last weekend, I played an original music gig in Pasadena at a photo gallery out there. It's called uh, Liden Mo. Uh, that, that was a great experience because that, mm-hmm. that's where I'm getting, um, as far as like my original music, it's, it's a listening audience. Um, it, it's very attentive and the atmosphere is very focused. And then the following night, I played a wedding in La Quinta, and you know it's. And then this coming Thursday, I'm going to be playing uh, you know two hour gig at a restaurant in Indian Wells called uh, Eureka. So okay, just I just that right now that that's kind of what I'm trying to do is like I I love I love things that stretch me. I love things that kind of take me outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like playing playing gigs like weddings and restaurants and things are outside of my comfort zone, but. Why, why
1: why why is that? It's just because it's a different kind of a setting, or
2: uh, yeah, I, and they're becoming more comfortable for sure. Like this wedding gig experience I had was was fantastic. I mean, it was super low key. Um, it in some ways it's it's preferable because there's no pressure on you to quote unquote perform. Mm-hmm. It's understood that you're a part of the atmosphere and you're a part of the aesthetic. So. In that respect, I would say it's not outside of my comfort zone. It's it's sometimes it's kind of cool just to change the channel and take the back seat. I'm totally fine with that because okay. i being a one man band. Like I get enough of the lead singer exposure. Yeah. So <laughs> so it's really cool to play the the wedding gig and just be like, okay, this is nice. You know, nobody's really here to see or hear me. but yeah. that's okay.
3: They
1: just, they just want the ambiance, right? Right.
2: But it, and it, but they're, st- they're still listening. I, I used to think like, oh gosh, you know, the, I, I'm not doing this for. Nobody's listening or nobody cares, but you know what? It it really does. It it, the times, even when I'm playing at the hotels, I had an experience. I'll tell you this right now, man. I played at a hotel in Palm Springs back in December, and I was, you know, I was kind of having like personally like a rough night. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh jeez, I'm playing these cover songs at a hotel. Nobody cares. Nobody's listening. You want to know what, man? I had a father and a son stop and say, hey, do you know any Beatles? Right? Yeah. So I played, uh, Oh, darling okay okay so, Abbey Road is yeah, my favorite yeah. Beatles record okay so I played I played Oh Darling. what do you know I was at an open mic night in Tustin right at your spot there at the Lost Bean. okay and that same family was there and said hey Charles uh we saw you at the hotel in Palm Springs it's, it's great to hear your stuff and I was like oh man wow full circle dude it was that's like, awesome like four months removed wow I that. <laughs>
1: what did you what did you play at the Lost Beans
2: uh, I played some of my original stuff. Yeah, okay. some, some of the new stuff that I'm testing out for the new record. Uh, I played a new song called Pillar to Post, and uh, played another song called Quelle, which is the German word for source. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lost Beans is a cool spot if you guys are into good coffee, and there's a wine bar right next to it. Called yeah, it's Las like wine.
1: it's like right in the same building.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That's, that's a trip. But um, I mean, it's it, it's awesome to to have these opportunities to to kind of. Like you said, get out of your comfort zone, get out there and, yeah. and, and get some exposure because you just never know of an opportunity that's going to come out, you know, out of out of uh, a gig. that would be like, eh, yeah, I really don't want to be here, but it's a pain gig, so I'm going to play it. And you just never know, like, there's opportunities, you know. It's like yeah. uh, Uncle B, like Uncle B says, man, when's an opportunity? Sometimes, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, well, you know, we, we came out here, you know, we did our thing. And uh, we got paid. And we're out of here. And then sometimes you're like, "Yeah, you know what? I don't know if I want to do this, but something might come out of it. You know, you might get another gig, or yeah, you might have the opportunity that that you've been you've been working for. You know, yeah, you're so, so
2: right, man. I just i've I've been in a good way. I've been really challenged to uh, just kind of transform my perspective, no matter what type of gig I'm doing, whether it's my original music or my the wedding gig or a restaurant. Uh, just put my best foot forward and. Uh, just knowing that there's still integrity in doing that to the best of your ability. And I'm maybe not for the immediate gratification, but uh, again, something I heard at a, at a conference, I think it was like the executive vice president of uh, gosh, maybe like Atlantic records or something. He was speaking just, and one of the things that he said, this was probably three or four years ago and I still remember it, but you know, he said, you know, don't let other people define your success. And he said, mm-hmm. you have to look at it like you're lighting the long fuse. Mm-hmm. He said sometimes success looks like just pushing the ball a little further down the road. Right. You know, maybe success for me doesn't look like man, I know I'm not Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's like that's not my success. That I'm not I'm not a woman, I'm not that attractive. <laughs> I don't I don't have a I don't have a voice like her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she's got her own talent, she's got right. her thing, but that that's not my that's not my path. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I've been really challenged in a good way just to be thankful for this right here, uh just even meeting you. That mm-hmm. was through doing gigs with not being afraid to say yes to Lance and David. Yeah. So yep. it's you know even just this experience right, this conversation I was happening because I said yes to something that I might have, you know, in a snooty artist way, turned my nose up to a couple you, years and, ago.
1: And, and you know what? And, and it happens, dude. And It happens, especially you know you start getting you know start building a little bit of traction, and uh, you're like, yeah, you know what? I don't need that, dude. I'm 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 better than that, or I don't have time for that. And uh, mm. you just never know. Mm, yeah. I, you know, like you said, you, you you know as long as uh, you know compromise something you you you're not going to say no to opportunity. opportunity yeah. and yeah. uh i think that's what makes you know people kind of get that stepping stone to to be a better person you're right. and uh you're right. to kind of get where you want to be is you know if you if you just kind of get on your high horse and like nah you know what that's cool man you know just, you, you there's a potential opportun a missed opportunity there right yeah so
2: yeah you're so right man there's it's just opportunities seem to be a lot more present uh when I check my pride at the door. For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> That's
1: a big stumbling block, dude. Pride, right? <laughs> Amen to that, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um let's uh I want to play some music, dude. I want to okay. play uh, let's do it. Blackwater Gospel. Dude. Yeah. I like that stuff, man. Lance and those guys, uh they, they, that album came out pretty good. Dude,
2: cheap plug. Lance and David should be releasing some of their like their duo stuff. You know, some of their like more acoustic stuff. Yeah um uh, like red shoes and all that that that's really? kind of, yeah 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 they've, they've been, been on, working
1: on this since last year
2: yeah um with with will yeah 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 um so will the guy who's producing them just released a single okay uh called without you um and then yeah they should be uh, they were just playing a gig in indio like sunday night and they talked mm-hmm. about releasing that new stuff so.
1: It seems like I have to wait until like the summer tent for them to come down here in Orange Because
2: that's when they have time to come out. Yeah.
1: Or or I'm just gonna have to just make that drive over there, make it a weekend. <laughs> yeah. Find find like an R V spot where I can park my van and, and there's just like a you know, shower, bathroom, whatever and I'll sleep in my van, dude. It's okay. Yeah, dude. But it I think uh it's been a while since I've been over there. Mm, um yeah. but
2: you know, I might recommend going before the summer just as, as <laughs> yeah, somebody right? who experienced it you, Co-
1: coachella's uh, coming up right or, or did it just pass i don't know
2: no 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 it's coming up uh gosh I, it starts i think next week i want to say it's like there's two weekends of that and then following that is stagecoach stagecoach right yeah
1: so, Art- i mean i mean that that's like pretty much like a hub of like artists right i mean there's, there's a good opportunity to to get exposure mm-hmm. doing yeah. like you know a little gig here and there right because you just never know who's gonna walk in the door
2: yeah, especially uh especially like these restaurants and hotels and things like that. I mean there's if you're playing like their lobbies you got a lot of lodging there, I just highly recommend having your marquee signs and your business cards or your Instagram handles ready, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Get yourself ready. Yes, sir.
2: All right, I'm
1: gonna play a little bit of uh, blackwater gospel.
2: Get it, man.
3: you oh.
1: All right, and we're back. That was Blackwater Gospel. And uh, we got Charles Grace in the studio talking story. Uh, he was kind enough to come into the studio to give us a little bit of a, a little rundown history on, on, you know, his personal life and his career as an artist, as a one-man band. Right, yeah, right yeah, Charles? right now, yeah. <laughs> I started
2: a uh, shout-out to Electro Harmonics. They're a guitar pedal maker for just, you know, inspiring me to get a little creative and mix in some loops and percussion with my live set. So.
1: Is it like a is that something that they can custom tune for an artist or is that or is that you?
2: Um so they make uh Electroharmonics makes a lot of different types of pedals. The mm-hmm. the one that I bought most recently, um, again because of David, it's uh called Electroharmonics a seven twenty looper. So essentially it's got like nine different um tracks on there and I can record a track and then loop it through. So let's say I want to record uh, my acoustic guitar I want to record something that sounds like a bass drum and a snare, I mm. can hit it and then I can record that and have it continually play behind my chord changes. Or I can play a chord change and then solo over the top of it for example.
1: Technology dude. Yeah. It's game it's, changer. It is, it's a game changer. <laughs> so talking about that, all right, um studio life man. Yep. You know, give us a little breakdown on when you go into a studio, like highs and lows, like what to expect when you're trying to put down like some gold. Oh, on the record. Oof.
2: Um, so number one, if I if I'm doing a vocal take, uh, or if I'm doing a, like a vocal recording, um, right now I'm driving from Fullerton out to Canoga Park to record. That's where the the studio is where I'm working. So, um, I definitely do a lot of vocal exercises in the car, uh, just to kind of warm up my voice, so I'm not squeaking like I'm going through puberty. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, vocal exercises on vocal day is is pretty important. Uh, I'm just not straining myself, and then um guitar recording day is just trying to find any way not to make your palms sweaty because when you're in the studio you got to like close the windows you can't have the air running because like right now yeah you know what i'm saying like you can't have any background static noise right so you're getting sweaty and you're just trying to keep your hands dry <laughs> you know what i'm
3: saying
1: damn that's uh but so in these studios there's no ac running there's no like no quiet the uh, uh you uh, know so system yeah. There, there is, like... Probably, than like, the super high-end ones, right?
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're getting high up, you know, if, if, if you got the the funds. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, right now, like, kind of the, the low-key, the indie music studio. Budget. <laughs> yeah. Budget-friendly. On, on a budget, we're just trying to soundproof it, and we're willing to sweat it out, yeah.
1: Uh, what's that movie with... Uh, um, uh, he's a rapper, and he's doing it out of, like, one of the rooms or something. They're using, like, uh, egg cartons stapled yeah. in. What's that, what's that movie? Oh,
2: man. What? Well, I, don't, I know it's not Friday. I don't know why Friday. No, came no. On no. He's
1: like, "Whoop that trick!" You know what's his <laughs> name, dude? Uh, Lawrence? No, not Lawrence. Oh. What's his name? It, it'll come to me. It'll yeah, come yeah. to me. But uh, it's kind of like that, right? Because I mean, they're 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 trying to record, and you have the uh, the sound guy, which is like he works for, like at a church or something, you know. So you know they have fans. They got to shut everything off. Yeah. You know everybody's sweating in there. You know he I mean, was like dripping sweat. You know I'm sure it doesn't smell too well, but uh, <laughs> um, you know that's what you want. You want to have like just crisp audio.
2: Right, right. Yeah, you're trying to you're, you're basically the, the quickest way I would say is like you're just trying to isolate the sound. You're trying to only record that voice or that instrument, you know, you don't want any background noise because that's unless you're going for a certain type of effect. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: Generally speaking, you're you're just trying to isolate that instrument and that voice so that it's unhindered, unaffected, you know. Mm-hmm. So that
1: Now um also you're you're paying for the studio time, right? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm what's what's i mean is it reasonable or is it something where you're like damn dude i so gotta I gotta save up my some pennies you know before I can yeah continue I, I this think, record
2: a lot of it too I think I'm really fortunate um uh, the guys I'm working with have just been really um i think they've just been really really kind and patient just as far as like you know we're kind of both in the same space like financially and then also just trying to like move ahead so mm-hmm. um I think it's kind of things where you know we just kind of establish this this trust to working together right now and then getting to the place where it's uh you know once it's once getting closer to the finish line there then uh they're they're being pretty pretty generous. I got Oh defi- awesome. So um definitely shout out to my friends uh Matt and Sean. They've just been really, really fun to work with. Uh can, really
1: the, they're the ones that own the studio at Kano Partners mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. So they they run it uh they have a I guess you can look them up under the Sonic Writers is the name of their uh, their handle. Uh so they record a lot of different types of artists too. They do um like they're working with like an R and B artist, they're working with a, a Christian worship artist. Um they're working with another singer that I played with named Sylvia Bosco. Uh, she's like a real powerhouse singer. So mm-hmm. they, they have kind of an eclectic catalog. Yeah.
1: Are, are you, um, <clears throat> so when when you go into the studio, are you there and you know your game plan? You know, I'm like, hey, I want to, I want to get this done. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm sure you have a certain amount of time to, to record, right?
2: Right. Yeah. And you don't want to push, you don't want to overdo it. So a lot of it too is, um, like, we just kind of go in like, okay, we know we want to record, say, acoustic guitars because mm-hmm. we're set up for that. We want to record acoustic guitar today, or we want to record electric guitar today, or okay, today's going to be a vocal day. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's kind of the way it's been thus far. Uh, it's just kind of saying, okay, this is what we'd like to accomplish, this instrument or this this voice on this song. Um, and then from this point, most of that is done as far as just kind of the foundation. So we're just kind of kind of build it up. Um, and like I said, adding whatever instrumentation we would like or yeah. a guest musician, things like that, so.
1: And then are they are they mastering or they mixing that stuff for you too, or is that that's best part of the whole gig?
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's engineered, mixed, and mastered by them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a
1: lot of word, dude. Yeah. I, I'm 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 over here struggling with what I have here. Yeah. Because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like turning knobs, dude. Right. <laughs> like, all right, does this, this sound better? All right, all right, could you just leave it there, don't touch it.
2: Yeah, any any type of um I'd say video, audio, or photo editing, there's a lot of things that people don't see behind the scenes. Yeah. A lot of the hours. Like if, if people are wondering why you're your recording engineer or your your photographer or your videographer charges what they do. It's mainly because of post editing. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of hours that go in. Oh math. yeah,
1: tell me about it. Um, <laughs> for the Ensenada Bike Fest, real quick plug. Yeah, uh, I have a it. I have a video guy that's down there in Ensenada. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to use as much of the local people as I can. You know, because I want to I want to invest in, in 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 the city and the town. So I have a local uh, videographer and uh, dude, he's been like on it. You know, he bought a new camera, so it's like. He's got um, a drone. Yeah. So uh, last weekend we were down there with, uh, with, like, some what they call heavy hitters, some buddies that uh, can ride and shred, you know. Because right. we wanted to capture, you know, it's kind of like what you're trying to do in the studio. We're trying to do that in Baja, and it's on, on certain trails. Like, all right, we're gonna session this. All right, I want, I want to get this shot, like, ride down. All right, all right, do it again. You know what I mean? Until it's a perfect shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So we got all the all the footage that we need, and now it's it's a matter of time for him to. Put it all together, you know, align it and stack it properly with music. So I, I told him, I was like, dude, before you know, when we sat on, I had a meeting. I was like, this is what I want out of this promo video. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I got you, you know. And and he goes, do you want to want to give you a heads up on the progress? I'm like, not really. Hmm. It's like you're you you know what you're doing. Like I don't want to know. I want to be surprised. Right. You right, know what I mean. Right. Like the music, like the shots, like hey. You do you, boo boo, and uh, you know, and uh, I'll look forward to watching the the video. So, yeah. we got it all done last weekend. So he's 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 hoping that he'll get everything done like this week. Yeah. So when I go when I go down there again this weekend, you know, he'll have like a final product for me. Yeah. So we'll see, man. I'm I'm anxious because uh, I think uh, you know what the guys were telling me like the shots were like pretty pretty good. So yeah. I'm excited. So <clears throat> when you're doing vocals, how do you like? Can you like elaborate a little bit on? Like your exercises, you know, because I'm I'm pretty oblivious to like to this kind of a world with uh, singing and songwriting and producing and yeah. stuff like that. So,
2: um, yeah. So, I, you know, everybody has kind of a process. Uh, like I said, for me, I, I normally start the vocal exercises. Um, so that could be anything from kind of humming to different, you know, typically going through fifths. Uh, so, just, you know, listening to pre-recorded piano tracks and then matching the pitch with that, mm-hmm. basically just making different sounds and kind of doing...
1: Some sound effects or what? Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> so of? it's really funky. Like, it's definitely stuff that I prefer to do in my car alone or, you know, <laughs> yeah. because it's, it doesn't, it's not necessarily, like, something you'd want people to hear you is, is it
1: like, like the do movies like, me, 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 like the Three Stooges, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's, I mean, there's some
2: funny, like, uh, do you know what a, um, a lip trill is? Nope. Okay, yeah, it's, so a lip trill is where you're literally just... It's, it's an exercise in, like, getting as much air out of your lungs as possible. So you have to, while humming on a pitch, so like you have to do that. And, like, that's supposed to, like, really exercise your lungs. And then really? It, it, and if you try that, if you're, you're trying to, like, trill your lips together and match pitch at the same time, it's so much, yeah, it's, like, so much on breath control and getting uh-huh. the most out of it. So if you, if you don't do it properly, you're running out of air before you get to the third note. Jeez. So it's things like that. Yeah. So you got
1: you get. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like um like riding a bike or running or whatever. I mean, you got to continually oh yeah perfect your art.
2: Exactly. I would I would actually compare it to like music cardio. Yeah. It's it's just getting getting everything warmed up and toned up so that you're not pulling any muscles. That's, right. That's because that can happen, right? I mean, Adele, for example, had to have a surgery on her throat. Uh, just a lot of singers. You just got to take care of your voice. It's it, it's, a, it's it, an it, instrument.
1: Is that is that like a career-ending when that happens?
2: Uh, I think it can be. Uh fortunately for her and some other artists, there's it, there's a very expensive reparative surgery. Uh, mm-hmm. but it, there's plenty of people who've blown out their voice, you know, like you would a speaker. It's just cause you're
1: Yeah, you can't repair a speaker, you know, you gotta replace it.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Vocal cord's a little bit different than uh than a, a speaker for sure. So you you just gotta take care of it, man. Just do the right stuff, like anything else. Just mm-hmm. stretch, warm it up. Yeah.
1: Right on. So writing writing some music. Mm-hmm. Where do you find your inspiration? Your your inspiration from?
2: Ooh, wow! Um, most recently for this this new project, a lot of it's just been. It's funny this new this new album's got maybe like ten or eleven tracks on it, and I've written like eight of them just in the past year since I've been in California. So, a lot of it's just been inspired by. Excuse me. Uh, the transition, you know, coming here to California, just the wild, risky ride that it's been. Uh, yeah, and just. For me, a lot of it comes from uh, a lot of these new songs have to do with identity. I've noticed that it, it wasn't necessarily planned that way, but mm-hmm. we were talking about pride earlier. Yeah, a lot of these new songs are just me being confronted with the, uh, the and this is not a brag by any means, but uh, I just there's a lot more pride in in this beating thing in my chest than I than I realized. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of that, yeah, has been just in, uh, just me wrestling with kind of like, all right what's that all about and Mm -hmm. what parts of me would I like to improve upon and, you know, and acknowledge the stuff that I like too. So a lot of it's been that Um, had a lot of developments just personally. I've I've reconnected with some family of mine that uh, I hadn't spoken to in several years. So there's some of that's on there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, we touched on this a little bit, but you know, I I read, I read a lot in my spare time. So Mm i have kind of committed to reading like a book a month. Uh, this year, I'm falling a little bit behind, but so I read, um, I read a lot of the Bible. So a lot of these songs are coming from, uh, like the Book of Ecclesiastes or Proverb, for example. Um, mm-hmm. Which for those that have not read the Bible, um, I would compare Ecclesiastes to kind of the J.D. Salinger catcher in the rye of the Bible. You know, very kind of um, out there, mm-hmm. like, philosophical, making you question your life. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's good Good for songwriters, I would say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah.
1: And then, um, <clears throat> so once you have some kind of, like, base for your, for what, you, what you're trying to write down, I mean, is, is it a, something that you write down, like, in the evening, or is it like a, you know, you you jot some some notes down, and then, you know, you just keep adding to that, and then right. eventually you have, like, a song?
2: Yeah, so that's a good question. Like, so I'll just give you, like, the most recent example. There's, there's one that I'm working on right now and a lot of it the most helpful thing for me to do is just to free write just to like just vomit the words on the page and like kind of don't stop mm-hmm. and then go back and refine it later um, okay. that, that i find that that's something i was maybe scared to do in the past or i thought everything had to be the final product the first time the ink hit the page mm-hmm. and that's not that's not the case for me anymore i'm I'm totally okay with just free writing and, and just putting a placement word in there just just because so. right um, most recently, I just free write and then scratch it out, put another word above it. You know, it's just mm-hmm. my, my notes look like a like a messy roadmap sometimes. But <laughs> yes. Yeah, you just you just free write. Um, I've, I've tried to be a little bit more open recently too, to to um, co-writing, uh, which is something I was I would definitely be classified as a cave writer, somebody who uh, writes in isolation. <laughs> OK, but I'm I'm trying to break that mold a little bit more and just let people into that.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it's it's like your creation is your baby, so you 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 know, like, dude, like, I don't I don't want your input, man. This is this is this is what I want, and that's it, right? Right. I mean, and it's hard as an artist or as anybody, you know what I mean? As as a human being, if you're like doing a project or or whatever, you know what I mean? And you you have it's it's in your mind, right? So it's like you know what you want to do, how you want to accomplish it, and then you know you get input from somebody else or whatever, and they're like, you think it's just like, you know what, dude, like, I got this, man. You know, yeah. what I mean? like I appreciate yeah. you, but I got this, <laughs> right?
2: Yeah. In, like, the, in the past, like what I would do is I would I would kind of write what I call the skeleton. I would write the changes and the lyrics and the melody, and then when I felt it was good enough to present to my band at the time, then then I would, you know, let them in at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just try to get better about sharing the process with people because you know, it's, uh, like like children, it's it's totally cool to you know you you know you typically know what's best, but you also don't want to be. Um, you know, putting a vice grip on them or too possessive, right? Yeah. And I think about that with my songwriting as well. It's like, okay, maybe this person has some input. Maybe they have an or They have, like, a killer suggestion that I never would have known. Right. If I didn't let them in.
1: Right. So, so you, you got you got to put that pride aside.
2: Yeah, dude, going right, yeah, <laughs> hey, coming back. Right. I like this. this is like a, a <laughs> reprise.
1: <laughs> got to put the pride aside and be like, all right, you know, I'll listen to what you got to say and yeah. – uh, um
2: my granddad used to say that's yeah. why we
1: have two ears. Yeah, and, and one mouth, right? Because yeah, we got to right. listen more. So yeah, right. <laughs> that,
2: I'm sure that goes for many aspects in life. Particularly, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, man. It, you know, you can apply that to anything in life. You know, you're if right. you're if you just sit down and you just listen more than than you know speaking, you know, like, yeah, I'm, It's I mean, tough. It's tough nowadays, man, especially <laughs> in this kind of world, dude. Right? You're not lying. <laughs> so um, you get one song done, uh-huh, and how long before you start? kind of get in because you want to like do you have like multiple songs you want you you start and then you kind of go back and paste it together or do you try to get one song done and then all right cool like i'm kind of like you said skeleton right i'm kind of like all right i want to move on to like the next song
2: yeah so it's uh you know i'm a big foodie right so i like apart from music and books like i know i don't look like it but like i can eat like i like (laughs) I i like to eat so uh like before i came here it's really interesting i ate like all my green beans before I like test anything else to play. And then I ate all my mashed potatoes. Okay. And then I ate the chicken. All you right. Know, well so that, that's
1: that's a that's some kind of disorder not, not dude. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like, okay.
2: But it was like it's I, I didn't think about it. I'm like, but I'm just coming on the people that's like, okay, I really like the way this tastes. I wanna finish that. Yeah, yeah. So for me it's it's really hard to multitask if I'm like if I have multiple songs in the works. Um I would say lyrically, I have to kind of commit to that one thing musically, I can have a couple of ideas at one time, mm-hmm. maybe a couple of different chord changes or I can record a few ideas in a loop and just have those, but lyrically i'm I'm really trying to just commit um either you know either commit to finishing it or just cut and bait and saying, you know what this maybe this isn't for me, and I'm just gonna move on, yeah, uh, so yeah, lyrically, my intention span is a little bit more narrow than um musically, okay but yeah.
1: So would you consider yourself like a Joy Chestnut? Oh, where where you like Joey Chestnut is this is a guy that, that can eat like I don't know seventy hot dogs or whatever? Like, oh wow,
2: uh, I, com- <laughs> let's see comfortably I could uh, I just actually just put this to the test like last weekend I went to a <laughs> I went to like a beer and brats event uh, at somebody's house so I think <coughs> I consumed me. approximately four hot dogs in about a half hour mm. period and then two bags of chips. But I'm only now, drinking do you, water. Do you right? put ketchup? You know, hot dog. I do put ketchup on hot dog.
1: See, traditionally, people that's frowned upon. Isn't like, it? I think I think mustard is like the only condiment, or maybe relish. Really? Huh. I don't know, man. That's really? just That's just what I heard, dude. Okay. Not, like Levar Burton said, you don't take my word for it. Right. I mean, I've heard that, Rainbow.
2: I've heard that you don't put. Uh, <laughs> I've heard that it's kind of like a party foul to put ketchup on steak. Who would put ketchup on steak? All right, I don't. I don't want to like take this the wrong way, but um you put ketchup on no, steak no and i don't want to i don't want this to go down a bad road but <laughs> i'll give you a hint he's the president of the united states oh that there, guy there was like a oh was, man there was like a <laughs> there was a picture online that's <laughs> and it was kind of a meme so it was funny. you're fired yeah they're like oh you're fired you put ketchup <laughs> on your steak
1: if it's a if it's a good cut of steak dude uh um, you don't need anything you don't good. yeah you don't need anything i think uh Maybe you know a little bit of salt. You know that's about it. Like you, you look at that the the, the the guy like Salt Bay. You yeah. know he's like you know he's always on Instagram and he's got a bunch of restaurants everywhere, dude. That's the baller, dude. Like you know you, yeah. if you go there to eat there, you got you better have some like deep pockets, man. But he's like he's he, he used, like the rock rock salt. You know what I mean? It just like just makes yeah. it rain salt. You know, but everybody <laughs> tried to copy him now. You know, yeah. The Salt Bay. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know. the Um. So you're 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 living in Fullerton right now, right? Yeah, I live in Fullerton. Yeah. So Anaheim's pretty close to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An- Anaheim's becoming like, like a hub for food, mm. for foodies. Like people when they, when they come to Disneyland, it's like now Anaheim is is like starting to get that traction of not being known as like a food hub. I noticed a, that, Orange in the, in County.
2: like, just yeah, in the surrounding areas, I've noticed that in Anaheim, Fullerton, Newport Beach, uh, on Instagram, dude, I keep getting followed by all these foodies of pages yeah like foodies of fullerton dude, foodies the, of Anaheim, Like, don't follow them back because they, they're
1: like <laughs> you know they follow you and then you follow them back and then they follow you you know it's, yeah, it's like, oh, it's, yeah, like a, yeah. it's like a it's a bait and switch yeah, yeah. exactly dude You're like you, no no hey, thank you we're, we're calling you out all those yeah. people
2: out that, you know those people that like like eighty of your photos yeah and then, and you then you know like, they don't follow you but they want you to follow them right yeah it's like the girl who says i'll get your number
1: right right exactly <laughs> You're trying to follow her around. Like, All, right. All right. So, where's that number at? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You never, you never call. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, or- Orange County. It's like, and and L A too. But you know, honestly, I'm I'm not a big fan of L A. Uh, traffic sucks. I mean, I like L A. Streets. Like, yeah. Streets are terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like you look at the Anaheim Packing House, mm. right?
2: Oh my God! I just went there. I saw a So Far show there. What's that? Uh, So far, sounds you know like the pop up concerts. Okay, no, they they do like anyway. I'm sorry, I sidetracked, but like they do. Don't uh, worry, we do that on the show all the time, man. They did a uh, they did a pop up concert at one of the venues at the Anaheim Packing District. Okay, man, this place is a gem. I love
1: that spot. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's like like Whole Foods, right? You know, you go to Whole Foods, you Mm -hmm. know, they have like food everywhere, but it's like this is like restaurants everywhere, you know. Korean, you know, Mexican, Southern soul food. Southern soul food. Yeah, yeah. I think they, I think they they have what uh um, pizza there. Pizza. Uh-huh. You know, um ice cream. They got you know pretty much a, a big spectrum of yeah,
2: food, right? It's like it's like a it's like a bougie food court. It's expensive, dude? Yeah, it's a bougie food court. I mean, it's, yeah. it's nice, but
1: It's nice, but it's crowded and sometimes it's hard to find somewhere to sit. True. This is true. But it's cool. Yeah. And I think we need that cuz then you you kind of you're kind of mashing, mashing every, everybody together, you know what I mean, from different cultures because there's some people that are like, oh, I'm just going to go have ramen. You know, so you have the ramen people or, right, or right. barbecue, whatever, right. you know what I mean? But it's like sometimes you, you can't, there's no seating in the ramen place, so you sit like where somebody's eating barbecue. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you're kind of just blending everything together. Same thing with Santa Ana, you know, the four-street market. Yeah. It's a little smaller scale. That's a cool but, spot, though. But it's, you know, and they have like a little, uh, like a little patio in the back where yeah. I've been there a couple of times and there's like there's a band playing there.
2: Yeah, uh Cool Coolab. Yeah. Yeah, Coolab project on mm-hmm. Thursdays. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: you You've been on have you played there yet?
2: Uh I've not played there. I just uh, it's de- it's definitely more great great crowd, super talented musicians there. Um I I'd, I'd say it's more geared toward like a lot of hip hop and jazz. Okay. So I, I, it's this might be like a weird specific reference, but I felt like I was in an episode of Hey Arnold.
1: Hey Arnold, the cartoon?
2: Yeah, because Hey Arnold had like that. It had, had kind of that like cool alley jazz vibe going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, it was uh-huh. like very much. Uh, hey Arnold, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I remember it- <laughs> that, dude.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah, shout out to uh, Cool App Project. I, lo- I love what they're doing there. Cause, like we were saying, they're, they're promoting. They're promoting community through creativity, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. That's, right. I think that's awesome.
1: Except for the coffee, man. Portola coffee is expensive there, dude. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with you guys, man? I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to walk a couple, de- a couple blocks down the street and go to Starbucks. Right, right. I mean, it's good coffee, don't get me wrong, but, dude, it's expensive, bro. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> right? I guess I'm lucky, dude. I only, uh, I don't drink coffee. I hang out in coffee houses and like craft beer spots all the time, and I don't drink either one. You
1: drink so we like tea or?
2: Uh, well, right now I'm only I uh, during Lent I just cut out all liquids except for water. Okay, just, just I'm trying to like just clean it out, but yeah, cleanse. When I'm not when I'm not cleansing, that sounds like such a such a Southern California thing to say, but um, <laughs> when Cause, I'm not because it, it is <laughs> when I'm not intentionally. In, yeah, please don't. Uh, I'm certainly not a health nut by any rep- stretch of the imagination, but uh, I just anyway just. In this particular case, just to to only drink water. Uh, but, however, my my vice is sweet tea. Sweet tea. Sweet tea. Like, do you make your own sweet tea, or oh, yeah. do you you make your own sweet tea? Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta make it, man. It's, it's hard to find around here unless you go to uh, like Canes. Ari- Arizona. Mm, no, 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 no.
1: Uh, maybe you can go to Whole Foods or something.
2: Mm, I doubt it. Yeah, you really? gotta go. around here. It's either kind of hit or miss, but you can find some at like Cane's or Chick fil A. Like, you can find some good sweet tea. Um, Popeyes. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll give it to Popeyes. I did try Popeyes recently, and solid B plus.
3: Solid
1: B plus. All right. So when when (laughs) so you I don't I don't know. You made your own sweet tea, man. Mm, Yeah. Where do you where do you get the raw ingredients from?
2: Uh, I mean, it's it's I'm not too picky. It's just it's just gotta be like some standard black tea bags. Here here's the part that people get wrong though. It can't be like processed or you know it can't be in the can or whatever. Um. The, the most important thing is the timing and, and the, the when you add the sugar, right? So you got to brew the tea hot. You have to add the sugar while the tea is just brewed. You have to stir it while it's hot so that the sugar melts evenly. You don't just get like a clump of sugar at the bottom. Right. And you're not chewing on it.
1: Right, yeah, chewing yeah. on yeah, right. Like, you know, nobody it's at the it. bottom, right? It's at the bottom. Yeah, like so, it's you know, like bitter, and then it's like a stage like like a little sweeter, a little sweeter, and yeah, all, yeah, all yeah. Sort of a sudden, like you're like it's like mega sweet. You're like, dude, I'm gonna get some diabetes, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah.
2: If if it gives you tooth decay, then you're probably on the right track. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for
1: sure. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, man. Don't do that. Okay, so I I thought you were like you were like actually getting like the, the leaves and like doing the whole oh, process. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm I guess I'm kind tea of, bags.
2: I, I, yeah, lazy first world American about it. I mean, I do. Okay. I do get the tea bags. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Lipton.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Lipton. Yeah. Uh, Earl Grey, I think, also does tea. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, you got some shows coming up?
2: Yeah. Uh, right. Right up next week, actually. Uh, playing on Thursday, April 11th at Eureka. Which is like a kind of a craft beer, craft burger spot uh, in Indian Wells out in Coachella Valley. Okay. That's from 8 to 10 next Thursday, April 11th. And then uh, May 19th, I'm playing in downtown LA at Songbird Cafe. This will be my first time there. Uh, Okay. Thanks to my friend Carly. She does some uh, booking with a promotional company called Behind the Burke. So.
1: So you got two shows coming up?
2: Yeah, April 11th in Indian Wells and May 19th at the Songbird Cafe in downtown LA. So. Um, what's what is this pay to play, play to play, whatever? Ooh, what is that, dude? What is that, man? Can
1: you can you give me a breakdown on that? Uh, okay, I'm trying to be objective. Um, <laughs> well, as as a, as an artist's point of view.
2: So yeah, from an artist's point of view. There yes. Are, I, I'm trying to be as fair as I can. There are. Keep it real, man. Okay. Keep it real. Well, I just I just want to give an accurate perspective. I think that there are opportunities where that could be beneficial. Um, I think more often than not, um, those situations turn into bad financial um, dealings for the musician. They, Mm -hmm. They typically... Are very good for the venue or the whoever's collecting. I don't I don't call them promoters. I call them collectors, <laughs> okay. uh, because because they're not. Uh, in full disclosure, most of the time when somebody says We're, we require you to, um, uh, just I'm not going to name anybody. I'm just going to say typically the 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 booking email or the phone call goes something like, okay, you're booked. We need you to sell 15 tickets at 10 bucks a piece. Uh, and make a promotional poster, and don't book anything in this area within three weeks of that show. And you know, it's it's, it's very much kind of like a kind of a an independent contractor type situation there. Mm. But, uh, typically, more often than not, it only benefits the financially benefits the people that are collecting. Now, mm. there are some cases where if you if you're established in the area, for instance, I just had a songwriter friend of mine who played at a venue that. Has a similar platform as that. However, for her, it was beneficial because she was from the area. She works her butt off. She plays gigs all around Orange County and L.A. and she promoted the heck out of that show. And she had almost hundred people in the room, wow. so she saw a profit. Mm-hmm. So it it what it does from just just to be fair, from the venue perspective, they're just trying to make sure that the artist is doing their share and of the promotion and you know doing some of the legwork with the promote you know getting mm-hmm. getting butts. In the door, in the seat, yeah, yeah, because exactly. it's you know, in, in, from the venue's perspective, um, usually they they have a name value, and you know, the kind of like you're coming to them, and it's it's typically if, if this is a more established venue, it's beneficial f- to have their venue name on your concert calendar, right? So from their perspective, they'd like to see you put in a little bit of work, make the promo poster. Um, you selling pre-sale tickets just shows that. Excuse me you have some initiative and then, you know, you're, you're drumming up some interest. So yeah, to be fair, uh, I, you know, other times there are experiences though, where, you know, they just, they're looking to just collect and, you know, no matter how many people come out, they're still making, cause here's the thing. If you don't sell your minimum, you have to make up the difference.
1: How do you do that? If you're like a starting artist, <laughs> no answer, no answer.
2: Mm. Yeah. So, you gotta wash
1: some dishes or what, man?
3: <laughs> uh
2: yeah. So there, there have, there, I did that one time. Uh, I I'm not gonna not gonna call anybody out, but I did that one time and it was I'll accept my responsibility for not reading the fine fine print. But one time I paid the difference out of pocket and I specifically told the collector, not the promoter, because I did all the promoting. I came on your show mm-hmm. and I had the poster made and I booked all the artists.
1: Okay. I'll tell you about that one.
2: Okay. So this um this person who collected from me did no promotion whatsoever. I did all the legwork and Jeez. I paid the difference out of pocket. And I specifically told this individual that um, that if this was, he he told me it was the norm, and I said, okay, if that's the norm, I don't want any part of your norm, and I won't be working with you or anybody like you ever again. Yeah, and I haven't. Right. So yeah, it's just uh, you just got to stand your ground. I don't I don't want to be like a negative Nancy. You just have to, you just have to know when it's the right thing for you. If 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 it's if it's going to be an investment, you just got to make sure it's worth it and make sure that it's not just a bunch of empty promises and, mm-hmm. and have a game plan. You know, don't be afraid to put in the work. Right. Um, have the promo poster made. You know, get get some tickets sold. Have your, your family and your friends invite their family and friends. I mean, there's definitely a way to go about it, and I've yeah. seen it work.
1: So. Yeah, that that was the event in Orange County you did, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I bought a ticket, but something came up, and I, I couldn't go, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I try to support, man. I'm yeah, I like, know. Yeah,
2: and I, I, I appreciate that. And that. That's not a knock on anybody <laughs> who came out to support. Yeah,
1: yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, uh, it, It's it's ruthless out there, man, sometimes, you know? It's like... Yeah, you, you know, got to be you, careful. You, you got to be real careful, man. Yeah. You got to...
2: Be smart about your... Just read the fine print and just be smart. You know, no, d- go with your gut a lot of times.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to have a little bit of wisdom.
2: Yeah, just have discernment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: it's tough, dude, because you're like... I just want to get my name out there, you know, do whatever it takes and yeah. and you know you don't want to sell yourself short,
2: mm-hmm. you're right, yeah, yeah, respect yourself right, you're right that's a good point,
1: yeah, Charles, where can we people find your music uh you got any merchandise what do you got
2: uh so yeah to be yeah to be announced, but uh right now I uh, just want to encourage everybody to look up for the uh for the younger generation, you know, I know people that are like a little bit younger than me, Facebook is not as necessary but whether you use Facebook or Instagram, uh, you can find all the information on the new record and my concert dates by searching Charles Grace Music. That's Charles Grace Music. Grace is an amazing. Um, I'm going to be posting all of the info on there about like these upcoming gigs, mm-hmm. um, posting little snippets from uh, time in the studio, and uh, hopefully this summer I'll be making an announcement about the first single coming off the new record and then looking ahead... This is the first time I've said anything about this publicly, uh, but, but hopefully looking toward the summertime for a single release, and then uh, the fall potentially is my my target. F- uh, f- that's that's what I'm looking ahead to for the new record. So. It takes
1: time, dude, to, to actually, yeah. like, yeah from start to finish, I mean, it, it takes a long time because, obviously, like, you know, writing music, you got to, mm. you know, put the, you know, certain instruments that you're going to use, vocals. Right. And then the editing, and then, you know, sometimes you you have to go back sometimes and be like, yeah, you know what, let's, let's do a retake. You're right.
2: You're right. Right. Yeah. And then that, and that, all of that stuff is just the front end. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, cool. You spent a couple months writing and recording, or a couple years writing and recording this record. Now, now you got to make people give a crap and you yeah. got to make people aware of it. Right. Which is like another, you know, that's, six, that's a lot of work, dude. Yeah. That, that's I mean, a that's lot a, of work. That's why you see these artists out here, you know, touring like, Promotional videos are out there touring on the record for a year because you yeah. just got to keep keep the momentum going, and you're right. not you're not going to do that sitting at home. So yeah.
1: So, you know, the movie I was talking—I was thinking about "Hustle and Flow." Oh yeah.
2: I didn't the look. I didn't.
1: I didn't look it up, dude. I was just. I was just trying to trying to go through my through my yeah. my file in my brain here to be yeah. like, all right, uh, whoop that trick. All right, hustle dude. and flow. That's what it was, dude. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think I think The Rock was in that movie, dude. The Rock? I think he was in that movie. No,
1: that was uh, he was a, he's a rapper. Oh man, I can't remember his name.
2: Was it like uh, ja Rule or? No, it wasn't ja Rule.
1: <laughs> I can't remember his name. DMX. Uh, no. no.
2: A lot of rappers in movies, man. Yeah, like, right. Like, that's like a really viable career for rappers right now. I mean,
1: you look at Shaq, dude, and all these commercials. Yeah. Right.
2: Uh, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, like all these yeah. guys have like like prominent acting careers apart from their hip hop albums.
1: <laughs> it's uh, uh it's kind of like Instagram, dude. Like you know you have you have a good following and then you're like yeah you know what plug it. You know, give you some money, plug it, you know? Yeah. It's like the Fire Festival. Uh, did you see the documentary on, on, on Netflix? Uh, I didn't see that. That one guy that uh, was going to do this big festival, like an island, and it was just like a big fraud, you know? Like he spent all the money, like people got there. Oh, yeah. yeah I just see Yeah, the Fire Festival. For I that, think uh, 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 Ja Rule was part of that one. Yeah, <laughs> Ja Rule. Was- yeah, yeah. And they were, they were like paying celebrities to post it and uh you know to get the you know get people signed up and it was oh, just like man. you got to watch it on Netflix at Fire Festival dude i it's, saw the tra- uh,
2: i saw the trailer man it looked like a train wreck <laughs> yeah
1: yeah exactly it's it's tough man it's a, it's a tough, tough tough business dude it's pretty pretty cutthroat yeah. and um sometimes uh you know you get used or you use people you know it's 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 yeah
2: sucks it's it's even more important too, like i just you know I, I, cuz i i try not to be i'm, I'm a recovering cynic yeah. uh Lou and I were talking about this earlier. It, it, even more important when you can really just be a part of a community. You know, don't just, um, and I don't want to say just definitively, but for me, I have found so much more um, just productivity and success and satisfaction out of, you know, introducing myself and being a part of a community mm-hmm. of other songwriters and creative people right. um, that are just as supportive and like-minded. Uh, I just, fi- I find that those are the, Those are the people I like to surround myself with, and those are typically the opportunities that I, are much more inclined to accept when it's, Mm -hmm. when it's kind of community over like cutthroat competition. Yeah, in in my personal experience.
1: Exactly. So, once everything's done. Yeah. Now the real work begins by, marketing. Yes. Pushing. Right. You know, um, playing some music. Right.
2: Yeah, continuing to perform out live. Yeah. Right. Right now, my my primary goal is to just build up my presence. Now that I'm living in Orange County, mm-hmm. I just I just want to get out and play and perform and just kind of make people aware of, you know, who Charles Grace the the songwriter, the artist is mm-hmm. so that leading up to the release, you know, it's not completely unknown. Like yeah, again, like, who is this guy? Yeah, so I just want to get out there and just continue to hit the pavement. Um I just mm-hmm. I got so many friends out there that inspire me um that are just really grinding, to put in the work, you know. My, right. my, my My friend Katie Ferrara, she's based out of Eagle Rock. Uh, My friend Tavia, she's out in LA too. Like um, my buddy Oliver Hymek. like those guys and gals. I mean, they're just hitting the pavement, dude. They're they're doing the work. Mm -hmm. They're they're writing great songs. They're playing shows, and they're just and 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 still and they
1: still have the regular regular paying job, man. Because I mean, obviously, it takes a while before you can start seeing seeing the uh, the fruits of your labor. Yeah, you're right? right.
2: You're right. So I'm I'm just I'm just inspired out here seeing that. I'm just I'm really encouraged. All the people that I've been able to cross paths with, and go out and hear them play, and mm-hmm. just support them—I really enjoy that.
1: Yeah. Now, do you have a title for for your
2: uh, for your album? Um, ooh, that's a good question, man. <laughs> we should brainstorm some of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no,
1: no, no title yet, huh? Ooh, you got time?
2: Yeah, I got. To, uh, that's in the in the works. Yeah. Right. Okay. In the <laughs> works. Okay.
1: Right on, Charles. I appreciate you coming back in the studio and talking story with with uh, with myself. And with people listening on on uh, on hits 101 and uh, we look forward to you know catching up again, and hopefully, but you know, next time we uh we, we jump in the studio, we'll have a uh, yeah, play some music, dude. I'd love to come back, yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna leave with uh, Tim Harvick, uh his song uh, titled "Ghost."
0: Give me stable ground where I can plant my feet. Give me peace of mind, not this bitter defeat. I used to have faith, but now I'm not sure. It used to rain, but now it pours. Cause I can't live without you, but I can't live like this. There must be something about you I'm gonna miss No, I can't live without you But I can't live like this It's times like these that I'm never gonna miss Ten times over now I think I've paid the price Trust is not a gift, you can't receive it twice. When will all these ghosts just go on someone else? Read the last chapter, close the book, and put it on a shelf, No, I can't live without you, but I can't live like this must be something about you I'm going to miss, and I can't live without you, but I can't live like this, it's times like these that I'm never going to miss. this there must be something about you i'm gonna miss i can't live without you but i won't live like this it's times like these that i'm never gonna miss